Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes of blow Hey, everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini-sode. This week, we're dipping into our month of cyberpunk April. Cyberpunk month of April? Cyberpunk in the month of April, where this is part three, part one and two. I talked about the timeline going from when it was announced all the way up to post-release and all the nightmares that came along with that. But uh, for this installment for part three, I'd like to give you my spoiler-free review of Cyberpunk 2077. Basically, I wanted to give people a perspective and talk about this game and, you know, leave the story open because... Uh, after thinking about it a lot, I, it, it's very confusing because I, I wanted to say the game's broken, it's bad, it's in a bad state, it should never have been released, but at the same time I put 80 hours into it, so there had to be something to it if I did that. Maybe I'll explore it in the next installment, I don't know. But basically this game, Cyberpunk 2077, in case you've been living under a rock, a huge game released by CD Projekt Red, and it turned out to be a buggy, disgusting disaster that still isn't even on the PlayStation Store. So, what about the game, though? What, let's, let's forget about that. Let's just talk about uh, the game itself. How does We're going to start with where we always start with the story. The, the setting is Night City. It's essentially future L.A., and uh, it's kind of like, imagine if you mixed Blade Runner with RoboCop with Back to the Future 2. That's exactly what this approximation of the future is. Uh, it, it's a future dystopia where corporations and money run everything. People have basically been stomped out or no one gives a shit about them. And uh, I, I did like the fact that it was a future dystopia wasteland, but it was bright and colorful and pretty because that always bothered me. Why is everything dark and black and gray? Why why can't people choose to make things shiny and work some other colors in there? So that was an, an interesting start and a, honestly a good start. I'd like to see where it was going from there. Now... The main story, uh, just overall, nuts and bolts, first impression, it's fine. It's not great. It has some good moments, but it's not, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I, I won't go into spoiler territory. I'll, I'll just mention that basically you start the game as one of three character types, where basically you get a built-in background and uh, it helps you in, in future uh, dialogue options. But, I mean, I don't know how much it actually helped me because uh, usually whenever the thing came up to prompt me for my option, I was doing other stuff, so whatever. But uh, the the three types are street kid. That's what I went, went as. You're basically an orphan of the street growing up. Uh, you really got nothing to lose, that kind of situation. There's also two other ones I never even played with, never got a chance to. Uh, the first one's Corpo, which is like a company company man. Corpo, a.k.a. corporations, a.k.a. the people that run everything. And then the, the third one is a nomad, who's basically with a group of nomadic people who travel around the country setting up wherever. Now, if depending on which one you pick, there's a different start to the game. But eventually, we all get back to the same spot. You're 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 entering this world as what is a low level criminal. I I don't remember if you just got out of jail or or if you just got back to the city or what the situation was, but 
just to just to get it into the story a little bit, uh, you keep rising up the ranks as a low level criminal. You get to a big deal score. It goes wrong. Shit goes down. You're in a lot of trouble. You're blamed for shit that didn't happen. And the rest of it is trying to essentially right this wrong. So the problem here is that, and I'm not spoiling it where you get to this big, like, end of Act 1 situation, but I'd say up until this point, the story's pretty solid. I mean, there's a great montage in the beginning, which takes you and your buddy Jackie, and whether you decide to be whatever gender of uh, V, either way, Jackie's your buddy, he's your friend, you meet very early on, and then you become friends and start doing a bunch of missions together, and... You guys start with being pieces of shit, and you go through, like, various different jobs and other stuff you've done, and it was weird, because I, I think this is a little bit of that, a uh, little bit of that CD Projekt Red magic throw going through, because I really, really cared about Jackie, and all I saw were some clips and tidbits of what he was like at the time, and you guys, like, getting in shit together. Uh, it was a good job. It was a good job of this montage setting up to where the, I don't know, I guess beginning, middle, act one would get to. But that was good. I have nothing bad to say about the story so far. The problem is, uh, I mean, it was a pretty solid on-rails pace with action pieces and stuff going on. And it was good. It was tight. It was great. But then something happens and the shit goes down. You're in trouble. After this act break, it felt like the story fell apart. It really did. I, I'm not going to go into the spoilers, and I could go into more detail, but it wasn't nearly as tight. It felt padded. It felt soft. It felt like the big story missions were just setups to other story missions. Like I said, it wasn't bad, but it did not resemble the first act. The first act was good. It was good. I'll straight up say it was good. And then after that... <sighs> And I don't want to shun it too much because it wasn't terrible. It was just boring. Like, it was boring. There was There's another gimmick that gets put in play into the story that would ruin a lot of stuff for you. So I won't. And that gets played out pretty quick. Let's just, I mean, main story, there's also, I'm not going to go into any of the endings, like I said, but there are multiple endings to this. I've done all of them. I don't know if there's a, if we're really into the situation of good, good ending, karma good, neutral good uh, versus bad. They're all not great. Um, some I feel are more appropriate through my journey through Night City, but for the most part, they're all not great. They they don't leave the character in a great spot. Now it does do this thing. I did mention it briefly on the actual podcast, but it does do this thing where we talk about basically it's like a Mass Effect Two situation, which I know it's really not fair to compare this game to one of the greatest games of all time, narratively, but you have certain important characters that are side characters. Uh, They do interact and come in and out of the main story, sure, but they have their own individual mission trees. And if you do those, and if you work with these people, then uh, they'll show up or be able to assist or affect the ending in some way, if you choose to include them. So I like that idea, but... I, I thought it'd be more of a Mass Effect 2 where everybody comes along for the final mission, but in fact it's not. Uh, it's it's just which one do you which path do you want to go down the wall with this person, this person, this person. But as I say, getting into the side missions here, 
Um, overall, I would say the side missions are pretty good. Uh, I think they're better overall and stronger than the actual story. Some are a little silly, some are a little dumb, some are a little crazy. Just to give you an example, there's there's three characters where you can do... There's several characters where you can go through their entire side quest. I You know what? Now that I think about it, I wouldn't say any of them are boring. They're all just kind of dumb at worst, good at best. Some of the characters that really affect everything, Panam and Ju- Judy, their side and their characters and their stories were pretty great. Um, they are eventually romance options you could choose depending on stuff that you set up. I'm not going to ruin anything. But there's also River Ward, who is a detective who comes up in the story. You can go down his path, do his missions. Those are the main stories. There's also Kelly Uridine, who used to be in Keanu Reeves' character. Johnny Silverhand used to be in his band back in the day. And you can go down his mission tree as well. And what I did like about all of these is that they're all very different. Pan Am, you deal with the nomads, and you're in that world and hooking them up. Judy's, you're basically trying to settle this situation in the city. River is going on basically a personal quest. He's been kicked off the detective force, and he's trying to find his his nephew, which turns out to go not the way you'd expect, and that was actually pretty refreshing. And then the other two real side missions, uh, Technic, the Delamain quest is really good. You're you're talking to Delamain is the robot driver, robot robot chauffeur, kind of thinking like a fancy Jeeves type, but it's all a robot. Basically, his side quest is you got to go find five machines that are just five cars that are acting up and he, you got to go find them and kind of corral them and get them back to Delamain. But that was pretty good. I liked it. I thought that uh, the five cars that were corrupted somehow by their AI all had really great personalities or really bad personalities, but it was all purposeful and intent and it was good. It was a good side quest. There was also another side quest. I can't remember the name of it, but it's regarding a soda machine that's sentient with their AI. Yeah. And other than maybe Jackie, I don't think I've cared about any other game character in this game as much as I cared about that stupid fucking soda machine. I know that sounds ridiculous. I know how that sounds, but you won't understand until you play it. I thought it. I thought that was great. Like that was a great mission. And uh, if that's one of your random, and that was a side quest I just stumbled upon. I had no idea it was even there. I was just walking past the building, and he started talking to me. So I'm like, "What's this all about?" And there you go. There were other missions to talk about too as well. Well, well, to sum that up previously, I think the side missions overall with a stronger narrative would have stood out more, but I think they're good. I think some of them, like I said, are a little bit dumb, a little bit overdone, but for the most part, they're good. They're good and a solid addition. If this was the B game, I, I'd say it's a little weak, but you nailed it mostly. So that being said, the problem comes with the next spot, and we're going to talk about briefly, I'm going to talk about the the other missions that come up here the think about all those ridiculous ridiculous images you've seen of the ubisoft maps with a billion dots on them welcome to cyberpunk i thought we'd evolved past this apparently not there are several different types of these stories these other missions you could do basically ncpd night city police department scanner hustles they're called um they're very easy very boring and there's so many you basically go into an area and someone is being has either been murdered and they've taken the evidence or someone's being held. Usually there's an evidence, there's a bag or a briefcase or something you just open. But you walk in, you kill four or five, six maybe people, grab the evidence, the mission's over. Uh, Especially towards the end when I got OP with my weapons, this was worthless. Like they were, I'd run in, shoot everyone in seconds and then take the thing and move on. I, I, I don't know. They're a great way to make money early on the game when you don't have that much power, but... 
There are so goddamn many of them. So many of them. There's also other police missions where you infiltrate a base and kill everyone. But And there's other ones, too, that are sort of, you know, attached to the police. But for the most part, that's all they are. Uh, there's also gigs is the other part of mission, and these vary. The lamer one is car buying, which I know. I don't understand that either. The way this economy works and this world in Night City works is that there are people that are called fixers. Uh, what you do is if you need something done, you go through the quote-unquote proper channels and you go to your local fixer. The local fixer sets you up with someone who will do it or they'll do it themselves and, you know, you pay the fixer or whatever. So, assuming that, which they work very tightly with the police just doing other sh- I don't, it's very strange, but whatever, let's just buy it, let's just go with it. The fixers also will give you, like, cars, and they'll give them to you. They tell you where to go to buy them, which was very dumb. Uh, I especially didn't like the fact that uh, the money's, I mean, they don't give it out like nothing. You know how eventually in RPGs, you get to the point where running, money doesn't really mean anything. Like, you have so much, nothing really matters. Uh, that's this. That's not this game. But it's you need, I think, ooh, if I remember reading the Platinum, like 1.8 million to buy all the cars, and most of them you're never going to fucking use anyway because they're trash. So this was this was dumb. Or they should have been better ways to get money rather than grinding out bullshit. But uh, the other missions that also come up, are the cyber psycho sightings. These, um, I feel like this is a very underdeveloped thing because uh, they were essentially boss fights. A cyber psycho is someone, I guess that's a colloquial name, for someone who has way too many implants and they lose their mind and become extremely aggressive. Usually you'll get to a place and there's like a bunch of cops dead or a bunch of people dead and you have to find the cyber psycho and then you take them out. And usually you want to leave them alive and tell the fixer, and then they'll come find them, whatever, blah, 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 blah. They were fine. Uh, Most of them were just cookie cutter, cut and paste, and the rewards were whatever. Um, There were also other gigs that were basically like, I want to say a little bit less involved than side missions. Uh, Some of them were more involved than others. Some of them involved stealing a car. Some of them involved uh, going into some collector's house of the Johnny Silverhand band samurai and stealing a guitar that johnny silverhand used to use so you know they vary some were good some were bad most of them were just a waste of time and like some of them were like the standard go here kill this person thing which we were all done with by now i felt like this was real padding like a lot of these gigs especially the car buying and the scam hustles were just padding because the main story maybe 20 hours Maybe, uh, much less if you run through it, but these, these other missions, the scanner hustles, cyber psychos, car buying gigs, not much good can be said from them. I mean, like, like the scanner hustles, like I said, good in the beginning when you need money. Some of the cyber cycles were kind of interesting. Some of the gigs weren't bad, but they were few and far between. Not nearly enough gigs that mattered. Mostly just go here, kill this person. So with that, that's through the kind of missions, through the story you want to talk about. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the user upgrade system, basically attribute points you get where you can unlock skills. This is not an uncommon thing for RPGs. But the problem that they had in Cyberpunk is that this thing is too, way too overblown, way too complicated, and not even close to explained enough. In the beginning, you don't really understand the mechanics I haven't even talked about hacking and what that means. 
The cyber hacks are basically like you can hit your scanner, which, uh, you know, it's just your eyeballs scanning stuff. And then with, if you have enough RAM, enough points in your deck, you can execute stuff like set them on fire, shock them. You could turn off security cameras. You can make things make noise so people will go inspect them and you could be stealth. I didn't fucking bother with stealth this entire game. I went in with raw firepower and upgraded everything in my firepower. Didn't waste time with melee. Didn't waste time really a lot at all with cyber hacks. Really at all. I mean, I put all my money into crafting and because you could you could upgrade your weapons. Uh, they're basically at the level that are granted to you. And as your level goes up to 50, they get better and better. But I would just upgrade them and get the components and upgrade them. The crafting specialty, that's, that's what I went with. And it's broken. It's pretty broken. Especially when you get all the way up. You, you get to a point where you have these buffs and you have these attribute points and you save so many components and you keep you basically you keep making and crafting items with like let's say 10 components and then you break it down for 40 components so the components and money doesn't matter anymore and you could just upgrade everything if you have enough time to sit there and hit the craft button you couldn't do a batch craft which was kind of bullshit and that made me waste a lot of time just generating stuff and then tearing it down one by one so just Jesus Christ, put in a craft batch system for Christ's sake. By the end, I could craft like the exotics, the best weapons, any blueprint I found, and and it exotics meant nothing to me. It was good because components to upgrade and do all this stuff are very expensive, and money's always an issue in this game. There, there's also, I mean, by the end, I hit level fifty, I hit max level, I had all the points to spend over everything, and it was just a game where. I ran out of stuff I wanted or needed. Like it, it there was there was just throwing points. The last like ten were just thrown in the stuff. Like yeah, I guess that's cool. Like there, it's not like a game. And I don't know if this is really an apt comparison, but like the Borderlands games, in any of those skill trees, they have cool stuff you can pick and use always. And in this, it was not the case. If you didn't mess around with the cyber hacks at all, there was really no point in upgrading any of that stuff or decreasing RAM for your usage or doing any of that. And like I said, the crafting system is broken. The cyber hack system, yeah, might be cool, but I didn't I didn't bother. It just I went in guns blazing, so I did everything for guns. If the game was good and I enjoyed my experience a little more, maybe I'd go back and do like a corpo who does just hacking. I like how that option's there, but this game didn't interest me enough to go back and play it again. Maybe when the PS5 brand new special edition comes out, I'll check it out. But until then, pass. So let's wrap it up. What are we going to talk about? Overall, I think my biggest problem was really the setting. The city was bad. Like, overall, it was good. I liked the idea of the different areas. There was, like, areas where the nomads were out in the east, the Aldercados, like, where it was just boring and desert. There was a whole section south of the map that were, like, uh, like a solar panel farm, which was just had roadblocks everywhere and was a pain in the ass to get through, and nothing was there anyway. The city itself, sure, and the slums, sure, but for the most part, it was mad underpopulated, and it seemed dead. The city didn't seem alive. When I'm playing GTA V, and I know it's sort of not fair to compare it to GTA V, just depending on you know the studio size, but Jesus Christ, when did GTA V come out? 2013? 2014? 2015? Years ago. It came out for PS3, for Christ's sake. Like... If your game's not as good as a PS, the best PS3 game on PlayStation 5, you fucked up. Sorry. 
GTA Five, that city on every platform, on every it feels so alive, and it feels like there's so much detail. I remember people watching YouTube videos of people talking about details of GTA Five. I never even noticed. If you walked into water up to your waist, it'd only be wet below your waist. If you stopped a vehicle, you'd hear the pinging on the engine. If you went to the sticks, you'd see the power cables getting swayed by wind. I mean, this was loving, beautifully crafted attention to detail that most people don't even notice. And Cyberpunk didn't have any anything resembling that. It felt like just dropped-in models. To be fair, though, I feel like that being said, the fact that there aren't people populating it or things happening, making the city feel dead is bad. I will say the design of the city was good. I liked the highways. I liked moving around. I, I, I thought that of all the departments that worked on this game, they crushed it and everybody else was just struggling to keep up. So, and, and I don't, I, I don't mean to talk bad on developer. I know a lot of people worked really hard to get this game out of the door. And like I mentioned in previous episodes, it's a failure of management. I would never blame anyone who worked on this and got a paycheck from it to, for the faults in this game. If you don't have enough time to do it, you don't have enough time to do it and it can't be good. It's just how it is. So overview, final thoughts, Final review, story, generally okay. Side missions, pretty good. All the other shit that's thrown in there, waste of your time, pretty bad. The crafting, the user upgrade system, I shouldn't say craft. The user upgrade system was overblown, underdeveloped, underexplained. The city was boring and unpopulated. There were times when I didn't see a car for like miles. I tried to steal a car and, and get moving but I looked around and there were just none. And then if I turned around enough times or one would just pop up right behind me, it was pretty bad. It was like GTA 3 level graphics. But just the fact that the story was fine, it it doesn't that well, that doesn't cut it. This was supposed to be one of the best games that was ever released. And that's what they hyped it up for. They've been hyping it up for nine years for crying out loud. And it was a disappointment on almost every level. There's nothing here you haven't seen before. I would say if this is a game that interests you, if it looks cool, if it looks neat, if maybe what I'm talking about, you know, made you want to play it, if maybe the story sounds interesting because it's okay, um, or maybe Cyberpunk's really up your alley, go play it. Sure, fine. But for most of us, I think it'd be best if you just waited at least a year, maybe two. Hope they fix that next-gen version. Hope they get that out and it's good. Hope they fix it on PC. Because, I mean, the game, I'm going to talk about this in the next installment of Part 4, but basically the game is unplayable right now. So, that's my review. Pass. Hard pass. Don't bother. If you're really super duper fan of cyberpunk type shit, maybe check it out. Uh, if you've really got nothing else to play on the PlayStation 5 like I was at and I wanted to see what all this garbage fire was about, that's why I played it. Go for it. But otherwise, pass. Wait till the good version of this game comes out. So, that does it for my review of Cyberpunk 2077. Played the PlayStation 4 version on the PlayStation 5. Just for reference, I didn't play it on PC or anything. But that's it. You want? You feel different? You think I was too harsh? You think I was too soft? Send us an email, pottytime at gmail.com. We'll personally answer and respond to every single email. Uh, we haven't missed one yet. Maybe someday that won't be true, but we haven't missed one yet. Uh, reach out to us on the socials, at PlottyTime on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, follow us on YouTube, like and subscribe there. It really helps us out when you do that, guys. L rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff. You know what to do. You know how to help us out. That does it for this one. I'll talk to you next week when I go over all the glitches and other bullshit I ran into. 
and uh, it should be a fun one. So I'll talk to you all later. Peace.